everybody. Uh, well, I nearly, I nearly couldn't say everybody then. I got so <laughs> excited about being back that I just went, hello, everybody. <laughs> you know that I'm going to clip that oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah mate, I, I expect this to stay in. I really do. <laughs> oh, oh okay? I, it's staying in. <laughs> it's, uh, I love, I love that. That's the most shocked I've ever seen you look. Like, of course it's staying in, Paul. That was funny. Um <laughs> I wonder how many comments and emails I'm going to get now just titled, Hello? <laughs> right. We promised we'd be professional. Okay. It's a you know trap. The trap. Don't believe him. Um, I'm really, really, really chuffed about this interview. So, since the history of, of Newton's Nuggets switching to an interview podcasty youtube show... There have always been people that either myself or Jesse have known, okay? Um, whether it's through business networking, whether it's through friendships, whether it's through... We've, one of us has always known them. This guy um, put up in a forum that we're in that he wanted to be on some podcasts. Jesse spotted it, and Jesse did a bit of background checking on him and had a look at what he does and went, Paul... This guy fits. I like his attitude. And Jesse then tagged me in on the conversation as well. And I went, all right, I'll, I'll come and have a look as well. Looked at him. Then he and I had a bit of uh, online text chatting and got on through that. Now, the first time we actually were face-to-face, and I say face-to-face, you know we're still in the Zoom world. You know we're still doing everything online. So the first time that I actually spoke with him was for the interview. We've never done that before, and we've never chanced on someone like that before, but I'm so glad we did. Wasn't he lovely? Oh, brilliant. Um, first point there I would like to say, and I was just trying to have a look for the original thing that he put out, because the biggest point there was that he didn't go, I'm trying to sell this, and I um, want to go on podcast to sell it. <laughs> Something we talked about quite a bit. Bears. I, I, right, we get lovely applications from people who want to be on the show, okay? We don't have time to do all of them. We are quite booked up already. Now, that doesn't mean that sometimes we will... I nearly said something that would have come across rude. That would have been awesome. Um, Sometimes we will get an interview in and get them on quick because it's topical or it fits with what's going on in the world right now. Other times we'll record and it won't go out for weeks. That's normal in our world, okay? But you know what? The ones that are just red flags for me are when we get an application of, I've got this service and I want to sell it on your show. Yeah. Do you know what? The only people I will happily sell on the show are our sponsors, okay? They are, seriously, (coughs) these sponsors are pretty much expecting nothing from us apart from a bit more awareness of their brand or their company. And they are helping pay our running costs and my mortgage. Thank you so much. Byron does have a product that's just coming out. Uh, As this podcast is released, his new book went out yesterday. But he didn't approach it on, I want to sell my book, I want to sell my book, I want to sell my book, I want to sell my book. He went... I've got some great information and I really think it could help people. And if you want me to help your listeners, I'm happy to do so. And yeah. to be honest with you, it was me that promoted his book more than him. Well, that's, that's when we've got a good guest on, isn't it? If you, yeah. it, um, we've already done a record for an upcoming guest in a couple of weeks time. And same again, who's, you're talking about he, Gary, aren't you? I am You're... talking about Gary. Oh, and Gary, Gary came off the end of it and went, oh, that felt really salesy. And it was like, yeah, because Paul forced you. <laughs> yeah. But that's present- what I, if, I think, if I think something is worthy of our listeners' time and it will help them, yeah. I want them to go and look at the website and yeah. make the choice for themselves. That, that works for me. Um, and actually, <laughs> the recording Gary is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this now. Let's let's go to to Byron. I want people to hear Byron, see what he's all about. And do you know what? And and I'm gonna be careful here, Jesse. For me, this was like talking to a slightly different version of Cros. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking like people like the message was very cross, very Brad Burton almost. The the message with with even a bit of Chris Dawes mixed in with a bit of Chris Dawes oh. in there. You know, some of our most popular episodes and most popular people. He was his message was similar sort of thing that he's talking about, but coming from a different perspective and a yeah. different place and a different, completely different style. Yeah. Um, so I think people are really, really going to love. Right. Uh, about about five minutes ago, I said, we're going to cut this bit and go into the interview. So we're going to cut this bit now and go into <laughs> the interview. Um, ladies and gents, here's a couple of our sponsors. Then you get to listen to the awesome Byron. I really enjoyed this one. Thank you, Byron. And then we'll come back. Me and Jesse, we'll have a chat. See you in a bit. Newton's Nuggets. This is a quick message from our new sponsor, Phoenix Bookkeeping and Accountancy. Now, they do everything to do with accounts, from bookkeeping to management accounts, um, from budgets to business plans, from self-assessment for a one-man band, all the way up to VAT returns for the bigger boys. All you need to do is go to phoenixba.com to have a look at all of their services. That's P-H-O-E-N-I-X-B-A.com. And you know what? When you get in touch with them, ask to speak to Cara. It'll really annoy her that I said that. But they're lovely. Go and have a look at their website, see if they can help you in your business, and just have a chat with them. They're really nice people, really easy to get on with, and they'll help you out with whatever accountancy needs you have. Thanks a lot for sponsoring us, guys. Really means the world to me. This quick advert is all about netprimates.com. Now, netprimates, they do everything related to IT. They do IT support, they do Microsoft 365, they do cybersecurity, and they do connectivity. Now, the big one for me is cybersecurity. I've chatted with the owner of this company, and he really knows his stuff. So please go and have a look at netprimates.com. That's N-E-T-P-R-I-M-A-T-E-S.com. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for coming back. And those those sponsors that you've just listened to, please, look, they help the show keep running. They are really massively important to us at the moment, and I just want to say thank you to them. Now, I'm really excited about this one. This is actually a guy that I've never met before today. We've had uh, some online chats. We, we've had some text chats. I've looked into him. I love what he's doing, and, and he's got a book coming out soon. Hopefully, we'll have a bit of a chat about that. But ladies and gents, I want to introduce to you guys... Mr. Byron Morrison. Byron, say hello, mate. Hey, thanks for having me on the show tonight. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, do, thank you so much for coming on. It's one of those things, whenever anyone gives up some of their time just to be here, I, I love that because you can share so much with the people that listen to us and we're trying to run this as free as possible wherever we can just to try and help people, to be honest with you. So you coming on here, mate, it means a lot to me. Thank you very much. No, I appreciate it. And I love the work you guys are doing, especially, I think it's very rough times at the moment for a lot of people. And I think anything like this that's an outlet and it's entertainment and it helps people is an amazing cause. So, yeah, yeah, love the work you're yeah. doing. Mate, well, to be honest with you, this, this started out as me doing little YouTube clips of just nuggets of information where I could help people. And then when, when our whole country locked down around us, and to be honest with you, Byron, both of my businesses just crashed to the ground because I need groups of people for them. And Jesse gave me a couple of weeks of being depressed and, and moping around and being in my dressing gown for a few weeks. And then he gave me a kick up the backside and he said, look, why don't, why don't we make a podcast, use all of your skills to try and help people and just see how it goes. And I can't believe it. We're now at episode like 47 and we've got shed loads of followers and listeners and people who keep messaging me and saying thank you for it. So, That's amazing. Congrats. Like, especially in such a short time. Yeah, it's nuts. It's snowballed. And with, with lovely people like yourself still coming on here, I'm going to keep going until people <laughs> tell me to shut up, to be honest with you. Um, right, Byron, the most important question I can ask you, and this is the one that all of the listeners, that this is your latch. This is the moment you can impress them, Byron. Okay. No pressure. Can you tell all of my listeners who you are and why they should listen to me and you chatting for 45 minutes? So my name is Byron Morrison. I'm the author of the best-selling book, Become a Better You. 
I'm also a speaker and a mindset and high performance strategist. And essentially what I do is help CEOs and business owners really take back control of their role by evolving them into a more confident, grounded and effective decision-making leader who can handle all of the stress and pressure that comes with really running and growing a business. As for the reason why you should listen to me, I, to be honest, life wasn't always this way. Um, the reason why I started on this journey actually all kicked off after my dad got cancer. Um, a few years ago, he uh, landed up having most of his bowel surgically removed and he spent 25 days in ICU, most on life support and breathing through a tracheostomy. And that to me was the wake up call that I had to change. So I set out my whole personal journey of transformation. I lost the weight. I got my confidence up. I got qualified in everything from nutrition to personal training. And from there, I released my book, Become a Better You. And I started my business wanting to help people live healthier and happier lives. Through the business, things were going really well. But eventually, I reached a point where, honestly, I was miserable. I kind of, I wanted to impact and change the world. But instead, my days were pretty much just putting out fires, solving other people's problems, dealing with never-ending demands. And I remember just lying in bed one night thinking something had to change. I just couldn't keep going on like this. So I dedicated myself to learn everything I could about mindset, psychology, high performance, really trying to figure out what it takes to go from being stressed and overwhelmed to confident and in control. And after really getting out my own head and turning my own life around, that set me out on the mission to help other CEOs do the same. So that's kind of a long story short of my journey over the last kind of seven years. Mate, I'll be honest with you. Um, for those who don't know, you put a post out, Jesse saw it. And Jesse is the person who said to me, go look at this guy. I, I think he could be perfect for Newton's Nugget. And I had a look and I saw the story about your dad getting cancer and you realizing that life isn't all about working yourself into the ground. Yeah. And, and it bothers me that people do. So I'm, I'm actually really proud of the fact that almost all of our guests are at a position where they've created a lifestyle that they love and they've created an income that is more than enough for them to survive on. And they don't really want the Learjet. They don't really want the Bugatti. They want a happy family. Yeah. For me personally, I really feel like we need to be having a bigger conversation about this because I see so many people who are glamorizing this life of working 80 hour weeks, grinding until your eyes bleed and just pushing yourself to the limit. Yeah. And yeah, the amount of people I speak to who are burnt out, who are depressed, who are trying to adhere to some standard because they've seen some guru on Instagram saying that they need to keep pushing. It's just ridiculous. Unfortunately, and I think I could name a load of those gurus, but I'd probably get sued. <laughs> No, I, I agree, mate. I, I keep seeing these gurus shouting about work harder, work harder, work harder. And it's like, hold on, that person's already earning 60, 70k a year and they're happy. Why, why, why do you want to bust them? Why do you want to burn them into the ground when they could have a really happy lifestyle? I don't get it. I, I think it comes down to the bigger question of what actually is happiness. Because Ooh. for a lot of people, they put it in, oh, when I get that fancy house or that bigger car or whatever it may be, they kind of put their hopes and dreams in the future, not realizing that while that may improve your quality of life, happiness is very much a choice. And it's really in the journey and what you do every single day. And I find this is where a lot of people get unfulfilled, where they earn all of these tremendous amount of money, but they're miserable. Because they keep saying, oh, once I hit that next goal, that next threshold, that next milestone, everything will be amazing. But when you're a high achiever, like I actually call this the curse of the high achiever, where you always want something more. So nothing's ever enough. Yeah. So as soon as you reach that goal, it's like, oh, what's next? What's next? And don't get me wrong. I think it's amazing to have huge goals and aspirations. But if you're not enjoying the journey, what's the point? Byron. You've made me such a happy man. I, I could not agree with you more. Um, I have annoyed people because I haven't gone for their targets in the past. And I've got friends who have looked at my business and gone, oh, if you do this, this and this, you can have so much more. And the fact is, I've got a three bed house that I'm happily paying the mortgage on. And I've got a wife that I love spending time with, a daughter who's absolutely awesome, and a stupid dog that I love playing with. 
why should I why should I try and go and buy that brand new Bugatti when actually I think I've got happy already? I'd say on a deeper level as well, a lot of the people I speak to who do have that fancy car and that big house, they're so insecure and they're constantly trying to build a life that's going to impress others. Like I know one person who everything is always about money. He's always comparing himself to everyone else. He's always struggling with confidence because he's always looking at what someone else has and feeling like he has to overextend himself. And so many people as a side effect land up getting themselves in debt. Like they might be earning a huge chunk of cash every single month, yet their outgoings are so high because they're trying to keep some lifestyle together that it's just massively detrimental. And then when you add the stress into that of knowing, oh, I have to earn X amount a month, you can't really enjoy it. And yeah, that for me, it's like, if someone wants that and it makes them happy, then fair play to them. It's that I feel like we all need to have that honest conversation with ourselves of what do you actually want and don't really care what anyone else thinks or says. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary, isn't it? Cause even, um, okay. My daughter is uh, 12 years old and even she still gets those moments of, I've got to figure out what I want to do for a job dad because my teacher said blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Whoa, hold on. Is that really what you want mate? Or is that what somebody else is putting into your head? that you might want and and seeing how they're getting teenagers to think already you can see it starting there yeah um and as as a dad that scares the life out of me yeah it is terrifying and yeah a lot of the people i have reaching out to me will spend a lot of time reading personal development books and i'll go to seminars and courses and i love that need to better themselves yeah. But the issue is there's no one size fits all solution. So I'll speak to a lot of people. I don't want to name the guru, but there's one in mind who just makes me want to bang my head against the wall. And then people like I will read his books and then they'll feel like, oh, I need to think bigger. I need to be earning a billion dollars. I need to be doing this. And they put, I need to be getting up at 4 a.m. every single day and I need to be grinding. And then, and yeah, one client comes to me doing that. Grind and, like, and hustle a lot. No. I actually like that Gary. Gary Vee's one of my heroes. So okay, right. Thinking of a different one. He's a bit bigger, yeah. a bit more. Yeah, he wants to 10x everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the amount of clients that had come to me who like had that mentality, and then they when they realized that actually they can be happy by just finding something that works for them and not having to get up at 4 a.m. Like I'll give you an example. One of my clients was going through a cycle where he'd get up at 4 a.m. trying do all of these practices, get me to the right headspace, try and tackle the day. And by 10 a.m. he was exhausted and he just couldn't do it, but he kept repeating it over and over. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, but he said I need to do it. And it's like, yeah, but you're not a morning person. If you get up at nine and you start your day at 10 and you want to work later into the night and that works for you, then do it. And as soon as someone kind of gave him permission, that was okay not to follow some piece of advice. It just took this huge pressure off. And yeah, I see it absolutely constantly. And and you're right. And within within those the, the four or five gurus that either of us could name, okay, the ones that are really pushing people to push, 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 push. I, I don't know. I see some really bad use of NLP and mind games to try and make everyone that's listening to them think they're not quite worth it yet. And that to me, that just hurts. Because I, I look at these people and I think, do you know what? If you've got something you love doing and you're a lovely person, you're good. It's an easy sales pitch though, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you're kind of if you're kind of watching something and you're like, oh, I'm not good enough. If I buy this course, then maybe I will be. And it's just again what I spoke about before of just landing up in that cycle of chasing that next thing and that next thing and not realizing that happiness really as cheesy as it sounds does come from within it's about you figuring out what actually matters to you in life what's truly important and how can you build a life around that where you can get up in the morning and you're excited by what you're doing for someone that might be working in a normal job where they earn 40k a year but they've got no stress or responsibilities and they just go to work and they can come home and enjoy life with their kids if they're happy then amazing for someone else that might be earning 
seven, eight figures, building a huge corporation, changing the world. There's no right or wrong. But the bigger question, in my opinion, is can you go to bed at night feeling like today was a good day? I enjoyed today and it was what I wanted. And if the answer is yes, then amazing. Well, to answer that one, today, on the way to picking up my daughter from school, I bought a chocolate donut and she loved it. So, yes, <laughs> today was a good day. Um, and, and that's the choices, isn't it? I, I've made specific choices because I want to be a dad as much of the time as I can. And then, oh, Jesse, we had a guy called Chris Dawes on here a little while ago who's built a website business, and it's, it, it's done that well that his wife now works in the business. She doesn't have to do the stressful job she had. Um, they do the school runs together every single day. Normally, they might work as late as half one or two in the afternoon, and then they stop for the day. And then they, they revert to being parents and just playing with their daughter and their dog. Um, and you know what? When somebody like that is actually getting on stage and saying, this is what I do, this is how I do it, and this is why, I've got so much more respect for that than I have for somebody who's literally just going buy my 600 pound course because that will get you to where you need to be because then you'll be worth being on this earth <laughs> while we're on the topic of that that's actually made me think of a really kind of big piece of advice that i feel like would be really impactful for the listeners that i'd love to kind of like pass on and this is really coming into this whole concept of work-life balance because a lot of people think oh if i'm going to work eight hours or so they need to balance out i need to take eight hours off and they put this huge pressure on themselves and it's simply not sustainable and one of the biggest things that i find with my clients that we have to do is flip it on its head because a lot of people will kind of go about their day and thinking oh i want to get to the gym today or i want to take the night off and spend it with my kids but then life gets away from them they have to work late and they have to cancel like we've all done it, but we're like, oh, I need to get that workout in. But then today becomes tomorrow, then the next day. And this is why for me, we really need to change it up in a way where we figure out what are the most important things in your life. So that could be time with your kids, could be date night with your partner, could be exercise, whatever it may be. And we schedule that first. So if you really look at your life design and what I call ideal life creation, you really go about scheduling your calendar where you put all of those key things in first yeah. and only then do you start structuring your work day and everything else around it and then you commit to it non-negotiable the same way you would as the most uh, a meeting with your most important client where you don't cancel it which at the end of the day for a lot of people might be like oh it sounds easier said than done but it's all down to making a decision because when it comes down to it you're never going to be able to run your business properly if you're exhausted if your marriage is in trouble, if your energy is low. So these things have to be a priority because when you're feeling great, your business will thrive. And yeah, it's something I don't see anyone else really approaching their life in that way. No. And it's one of the biggest piece of advice I could give to people. You're right. Even you explaining it to me then and considering the mind trickery that I do for a living, even I'm going, wow, that's a different way of looking at it. But you're right. We should decide the things that are most important to us and prioritize them. Well, I'll give you an example. Like I like going to the gym and exercising. It's one of my forms of stress relief. So what I do is blocked into my calendar, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then on the weekends, I like going during the day. So 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. is blocked off, which is time, obviously not now in lockdown, but generally I'll go, go to the gym, get my workout in, shower, get home, and eat and then get back to work so i can get up in the morning do my creative work film videos go to the gym then come back and then have client calls and because it's blocked into my calendar nothing else can get scheduled into that time i know on those days that's my routine and it doesn't then become something that oh if i hope i get time today it's like no that's part of my process and then on those days i'll just get up an hour earlier so it makes up for the lost time Mate, that's something I love. I love Jesse and I work quite closely together now. And I've always loved the fact that even if we've got something work-wise booked in, like like between the two of us, a planning session or this or that, if something comes up that's family or or around a passion of ours, 
then we don't even have to explain it to each other when we never have. Normally, the person who's saying, Can I, do you mind if I do this? Normally, they will go, it's because I want to do this with the other half. But neither of us actually care about that bit. We just go, look, you've got another priority, go do, okay? Because I want you to have that life where you're happy all the time, and then we can do the work thing another time. Um, Mate, I love that. Okay, can I ask you about the books? I know you've got one out already, and I know you've got another one coming in. So when this goes live, uh, for those of you who haven't got this yet, we normally record these a couple of weeks in advance, okay? So when this podcast goes out, your new book will have been out for one day, I think. Yes, it's coming out on the 30th. Perfect. So, yeah, exciting times. Yeah, the book's basically called The Effective CEO, and it ties into a lot of what we've been talking about today because it's all really about taking back control of your time so that you can free yourself up from your business and really giving the CEOs and business owners the tools they need to look at everything from how to get clear on what to focus on and prioritize, how to structure their day to make the best use of their time, how to release stress, really make sure that they're intentional and focused in what they're doing. It's all about getting them to perform at the highest level because a lot of the clients I work with are business owners who are stretched thin. They have so many competing agendas, they're overwhelmed, they're constantly feeling like they're running backwards on a treadmill trying to catch up so it's very much taking some of the best practices i use with my clients and just giving them all the tools they need to really execute because when you're more effective with what you're doing you'd be amazed at how much time you can take back because i find with my private clients once we get them out of their own head and get them clear on what they're doing and really following through with it they take back control of anything from five to 15 hours a week and that's very much what I want the book to be showing people how to do for themselves. See, I love that. I love the fact that you're bringing out a book around this subject because, okay, um, we deal with a lot of people that can't afford a consultant. They can't get a consultant into their small or medium-sized business. Or sometimes I'll go and help a group that's a charity and I want to help them be as secure as possible. And they can't afford a few thousand pounds for a project. But if you can write a book that helps people for, for 15 pounds or under mate i love that because then you're opening up to pretty much everyone in the world and you can help them without you even being there so yeah when this releases i'm definitely going to go and buy a copy even if it's just to brag about the fact that i've actually sat down and chatted with you as well um so it's a nice one and what about your first book what was the what was the feeling behind that one so the first book was called Become a Better You. And it was essentially after my dad's cancer. I, Because growing up, I was always one of those people who was kind of overweight. I didn't exercise. My diet was pretty much just Jack Daniels and KFC. Really didn't take very good care of myself. And after my dad got sick, that was very much this kind of wake up call. If I don't do something, that's going to be me. So I kind of set out on this journey to lose the weight. I was taking one step forward, two steps back, just couldn't get right and eventually I had enough so I was like if I'm going to do this I'm going to do it properly so I went and learned everything I could about nutrition and health and fitness and it really sparked a passion for me something that I once thought to be honest was stupid I just couldn't understand it. it was actually one of my biggest passions in life so after I became a qualified nutritionist and personal trainer I eventually took everything I learned and I wanted to pass it on for other people in a way that was broken down and easy to follow and yeah, that was very much the thought behind that book. Okay, now I need to go buy that book. <laughs> That's not fair. It was the JD and Coke and the KFC bit that, that <laughs> um, especially after this lockdown, I, I think I need to go read that book. Um, I'm still a big KFC fan. I, I don't drink very much anymore, to be honest. Not more so just because as I've got older, I can't handle the hangovers. I, I've just become such a little that it takes me two three days i'm just wiped out so i just avoid drinking I do you know what before lockdown i'd drive around the country so much that i couldn't drink and i've been pretty much teetotal for a ridiculous amount of years and then because of lockdown i i've had a couple of rums that i really like but i'm the same as you if i have something like three glasses of rum normal normal measures the next day is horrible why, why do people do that? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe it's the 
been out of drinking for so long, your body just can't handle it. I could be. Yeah, I just I can't do it anymore. I still enjoy it occasionally, and it's always one of those great ideas in the moment. And then it's just two days lying on the couch, just like, what did I do? Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, and that's the day. It's obviously <laughs> the day that my daughter decides that you know I need to be a climbing frame, and my dog wants to take me for a walk all around the forest. Um, no, 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 I don't need to be drinking much, to be honest with you. Okay, um, as mentioned earlier, and actually before I say that, how's your dad? He's doing great, thank you. He's had his seven years all clear and yeah, he's back to kind of fighting fit. We got him out of the kind of high-end kind of stress job and he's kind of very much kind of become more grounded and doing his own business. And so it's been an amazing kind of to see him get out of that. And it's also more of a driving force for me, just wanting to help other people avoid going through that because such a big contributing factor to him getting sick was the long hours, the solving other people's problems, the high stress that came with his role. Yeah. And that for me is why I really kind of sell on this mission to help other people avoid going through what happened to him. But I'm so glad you said that he's doing well. It's it's horrendous. Um, we lost my mum to to a type of cancer that's caused by asbestos. So nothing related to her eating habits or her lifestyle. It was just horrible. Um, and that's we're coming up to the 10 year anniversary of that. And that's why when I looked at your story and saw you say, look, I had this transformation because this happened to a parent. I thought, good man, good man. You've taken that, you've learned from that and you're making something special that can help a lot of people. Um, and that's why I wanted to get you onto the show. So seriously, thank you for being here, mate. No, I appreciate that. So you're, I, I saw on your website, and I didn't look too much into this, that you do a 90-day program. Is that just based on mindset? Yeah, so essentially I have something called the Evolve program, and it's for CEOs and business leaders who really want to take control of their role. And it's 90 days working one-to-one -one with me where we focus on three pillars, their mindset, their emotional control, and their performance. And it's really about taking them within themselves to the next level and evolving them into that more confident, grounded and effective decision-making leader who can really handle the pressures of growing a business. Because I found that once we get that shift, that's very much what's needed for them to break through to that next level of income, to create more impact and really live a, that life of freedom on their terms. And I, I don't know about you, but I've seen, I've seen people make ridiculous decisions when they're under pressure. And when they're feeling stressed, they make the worst decisions possible. As soon as they get to the relaxed and the in control state, their decision making, it just flows. Yeah. Well, it's just that if you take it to a basic biology kind of level, when you're stressed, your cortisol levels go up, you go into a heightened state and you can't think clearly. And that's why you get that kind of cloudy fog in your mind and making decisions from that place is never going to end well. And this is why we really need to get that under control because when you're calmer and you're grounded and you're thinking clearly, yeah. that's very much when you can be the leader that you need. And it's the same reason why you can give a hundred people the same strategy, yet if the strategy is identical, you'll still get a hundred different sets of results because what really it comes down to is the execution, which is directly tied to the mindset and emotional control of the leader and the person trying to use the strategy. And this is where I see a lot of people get caught up because we spoke earlier in this kind of episode about all these programs and these kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of get-rich-quick schemes. Like people see this kind of shiny object yeah. and then people bounce from course to program to the next thing and then it doesn't work. And so often the reason it doesn't work is their mindset because they're not following through or they don't have the confidence to put themselves out there or they're not making the right decisions. We fix that. And that's when the strategies then start to fall into place. Mate, and, and you're right. I meet so many of those people who are going, oh, I'm just going to pay 600 for this course and I'll learn that. Then I'm going to pay a thousand pounds for this course and I'm going to learn that. And then you look at their business and you go, but you've already got this. You've already got a business that can earn you a decent income. Why don't you just concentrate on this and not all of that shiny stuff over there? Um, and, and Jesse has helped me help a lot of these people 
and sometimes some of their priorities are so far out of whack yeah. um well I'll, I'll be the first to put my hat put my hand up and admit that i used to be one of those people like back when i was kind of growing my business and when i was miserable and going through the motions it was because so much i was getting caught up with all these different pieces of advice and jumping around and wanting to try all these different strategies and really what was getting in my way was me it was because i was stressed out of my mind i was struggling with confidence yeah. and I, had, I was just overthinking i wasn't making decisions and i was getting in my own head it was only once i fixed that and i really got my mindset and emotions under control that business started to work so i get it completely but you, i've been there um so i wasn't planning on asking this but we're currently in a country where we've been locked down and you and I are dealing with business owners and small business owners and medium business owners and people who want to make themselves more. But a lot of the time right now, they're panicking about even covering the wages for their staff that they love. And because of this horrible pandemic that's going on, they're making those stressed choices. So how can, how can you, how can I grab those people and just say, stop, stop, stop? and just get them to back off a bit and have the conversation? I think it's very much situation dependent because it's going to come down to the person's responsibilities, their commitments, their outgoings, and the level of kind of stress that they have on them. So the first kind of conversation would really be how much runway do they have? Is this something that if they don't get this sorted in the next three months, they're going to go out of business? Or are they panicking? because they just need to kind of drag it out. So from a bigger standpoint, it's, I'd say take that into consideration before kind of any advice I give, because I want to, wouldn't want to kind of say something and then someone kind of thinks of it if it's different to their situation. Yeah. So it's very much going to be dependent. Yeah. And then just also realize that there's always going to be tough times in business. If it was easy, everyone would do it. So it's really kind of figuring out where can you cut back, where can you shift and where can you make pivots? Because in every kind of struggle and difficult time, there's going to be people who are going to come out massively ahead. And the people who do are the ones who stop and really figure out, okay, rather than panicking and focusing on what's out of my control, what can I do about this? I've seen some people whose businesses were relying solely on in-person events and doing stuff that they needed people around them and it all got shut down overnight yeah and i've seen people who are now working in tesco because their business got shut down which massively respect that like that's an amazing <laughs> thing to do but i've seen other people rather than focusing on what was out of their control figure out okay how can we pivot how can we now look for new opportunities what can we do to set ourselves up in a way that we can serve a different audience so we can solve a different need there's always going to be huge opportunities and this is why it's all about focusing on what can you control what is going to be the big shift in your life so speaking of those events like people who've turned into online courses into learnings into virtual events and not only that one of the positives that's coming out of it is it's forcing a lot of people who are very comfortable to have to innovate because 12 months ago, your business might've been doing okay. And the fear of trying something new might've stopped you from experimenting. Whereas now things could have got worse. So it actually forces you to think outside the box, which in itself is, will have opened so many businesses to new opportunities and new ways of doing things that they otherwise wouldn't have found. So I'm not sure if that exactly answers your question, but that's kind of yeah. one of the big angles that I've seen. You've on just it. absolutely hit the nail on the head with my own situation because I was a keynote speaker or a magician. That was my two businesses. Now, for both of them, you need massive crowds of people. So today is actually the anniversary of the first day when I thought I've got to give deposits back because the government have just shut down all big events and I can't work for the next X amount of weeks. Um, so for me, that whole pivoting thing, that whole changing thing, you know, you're saying people change to doing online courses. Some of us changed into doing podcasts and somehow got an audience from it. Um, you're right, man. That's amazing, though. It's kind of it's figuring out, okay, rather than sitting around dwelling, 
it's a, it's a rubbish situation. Like, let's not try and sugarcoat it. Like, for a lot of people, it's a very difficult time. So I don't want to take anything away from that. But at the end of the day, the situation is what it is. So we've really got two choices. Either we can dwell on it and sit around looking at how horrible it is and focusing on all the things that are out of our control, or we can be like, okay, this is the situation. What can I do about it? What options do I have? How, what can I control? Because either way, you're in the same situation. You're either going to be kind of past focusing, looking at things that have happened and dwelling on it, or you're going to be future focused and really taking the actions you need to move forward. And I feel like that's a mindset shift that I try and get in all of my clients in every situation, because whether it's a pandemic, it's a fire, it's a setback, some, you've done a launch and it hasn't worked, you've done an event and no one's turned up, whatever it is, you can either choose to dwell on it or you can be like, okay, what am I going to do about it going forward? What are the actions I'm going to take? And that's how you really take back control. Mate, I love that. How many things did we learn from that situation not going the way we planned? And what can we take forward? Yeah. Well, it's only a mistake and a failure if you don't learn the lessons from it and you keep repeating it in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, again, this is one of the things I go into in the new book. It's all about controlling the controllable and really get having that mentality to view situations in the way, realm of what they are. Because the reality is when you're a CEO or business owner, you don't have the same luxury as someone in a normal nine to five job who can just kind of dwell or go through the motions or just let life happen to them. Because if you do that, your business isn't going to work. You have to have a different level of thinking to view these problems in different perspectives and really take a level of action that's going to drive you forward. Because if you don't, you will yeah. sink. And that's why I really believe you have to be a special kind of crazy to be a business owner. Because people who aren't in that world no. don't get it. They don't understand the stress. They don't understand the pressure. And it's a life that is very much a roller coaster ride of ups and downs where you can very much feel like every single day you're getting punched in the gut and you've kind of got to get up smiling and coming back for more. Yeah. And you've got to act like it's water off a duck's back and that's what it was meant to be and move on. Um, Byron, I'm so glad I got in touch with you. I've really enjoyed this chat. Oh, nearly forgot. Um, The show was started and it's called Newton's Nuggets because I used to just shout little nuggets of information to people. Okay. And we've carried that on by asking every single guest at the end of their interview, what nuggets of information can you give to the listeners that you think will help them? What's your nugget for today? So I've kind of messed this up slightly because my nugget of information was going to be the controlling, the controllable after this. As soon as you said at the start of this, when you were talking about you dwelling on everything, I was like, that's perfect. I know exactly what I'm going to use for that. So we've gone through that. So, but just to kind of reiterate that, I feel like this is such a big point that while I could say something else, I don't actually want to glance over this, just of recognizing regardless of what's going on in your life, there's always going to be challenges and setbacks, whether it's in your business, with your family, whatever it may be. And in every single situation, you really have a choice. Either you can focus on the past, you can beat yourself up, you can dwell on what's happened which is for a lot of people where they get a lot of depression, where mental health problems kick in because they're focusing on past events and they're beating themselves up or feeling guilty for something that may have happened. Whereas the work I do with clients, one of the big beliefs I try and enforce in my own life is always figuring out what are we going to do going forward? What can I control? Because I talk a lot about this in my own content where I had big periods of my life where I was really depressed and really down on life and really not in a good headspace. And for me, the biggest turning point in that was just figuring out, okay, a driving force of this is because I'm living in the past, whereas we can't change what happened, but what we can always do is choose how we respond to it. And that's something that I don't think many people realize. And it was one something for a lot of my life I didn't realize either, that our emotions and our responses and the way we react is a choice. And when we realize that, that's when we can really become unstoppable. Am I saying that that is going to make everything better? No, obviously not. But it's a huge shift within ourselves where we realize actually we're more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. 
and we can get through so much if we just keep looking ahead and what we need to do mate thank you so much i i, I love talking to you today byron it's been awesome um right where can people find out more about you do and and the book the book as well where do you want us to buy that do you want us to go to amazon do you want us to go to your website tell me blatantly so the new book is coming out on amazon and on digital i am going to be doing kind of a promotion on the digital copy through my website at byronmorrison.com where it's going to be considerably cheaper than the amazon version and there's also going to be a few extra bonuses tied into that or on Amazon, if people want a physical copy, they can get through there as well. And the easiest way to kind of get in contact with me is either byronmorrison.com or search for Byron Morrison on LinkedIn, because I do kind of daily videos and posts and everything else on really dealing with the mental and emotional challenges of running a business. Brilliant. Thank you so much, mate. Thank you so much for giving us your time, for helping people. That And this is what I love. You are helping people. You don't even know if you're ever going to meet them and you're trying to help. Dude, thank you. Um, hey, thank you mate, for having me on. Say goodbye to the listeners, and then I'll say goodbye for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been Byron Morrison. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed Awesome. Show. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for being here and listening. Uh, we're going to go to a couple of sponsorship uh, messages, and then it will be me and Jesse chatting about Byron behind his back when he can't hear us. He's <laughs> only going to hear that bit when the podcast goes out. <laughs> I'll see you in a bit. So this sponsor is actually one of our past guests. He's not been on here once, he's actually been on here twice. It's Keith Blakemore Noble. Now he's currently running a special where he's going to help people to either quit smoking or to lose weight. So if you want to get in touch with him, and there's not many hypnotists that I recommend, go to keithblakemorenoble.com. That's K-E-I-T-H. B-L-A-K-E-M-O-R-E-N-O-B-L-E.com. Give him a shout. Tell him that I sent you. He's one of the nicest folks you could ever meet, and he's really good at what he does. Thanks a lot for sponsoring us, Keith. I love that we, we've gone from just a dance to a song and a dance now. <laughs> we are adventure. You know what? Next year, mate, we're going to have verses. We're going to have <laughs> chorus. <laughs> we're going to release the Newton's Nuggets sponsored dance uh, christmas single ah <laughs> oh, that's that's an awesome idea it you really need a guitar me on a uke <laughs> as long as i can scream out a guitar solo in the middle of it i'm 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 game with whatever it is we do what's what's byron's last name morrison so I, knew, I knew you couldn't remember my brain <laughs> williamson no, I know you can remember. I've got his profile on in front of me on the screen, so. Mate, it just... And it was in my head before we started, and then we started doing that bit, and my brain went, Williamson, no, no, <laughs> no. No, it's not. Right, are you ready? Yeah, why did I write that down? What? 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 All right, yeah, yeah, I know what that is. That's fine. No, I'll talk about it on air. Okay, cool. Welcome back. Gee, we said that he fit in nicely, didn't we? We said he was lovely. We said we liked his attitude. I like the book. Um, do you know what? I might contact him directly and see if I can get a signed one. I do love having signed copies of books from authors. You really do. I know. It's, yeah, I just, oh, that reminds me. Me and you got signed copy of a couple of books sent to us the other day. Um, yeah, that's probably not a conversation for right now when we're recording <laughs> the show. But... No. I'll get your copy over to you once I've read it. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I'm with you now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was brilliant that you sent us two, a copy of two different books. And to you, he's done the one that I was going to buy. I was like, so <laughs> But that's not the priority. Right now, the priority is Mr. Byron. Byron. Seriously, buddy, thank you so much for taking a chance on our funny little podcast and coming on and talking with us. So many of the things that you said just hit the nail on the head. And and you're right, if people aren't... Do you know what? There's so many people chasing cash and pushing everything else to one side. I just... I, I don't see it. It just doesn't work for me. 
So I I came to a realization during um d- during his that the interview. Um, I nearly got some words out. <laughs> well done, well done. I mean, um, I came to a realization. Audio platform, you're fine. You're yeah, fine. it's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't need to be able to speak. <laughs> um, so By- Byron talked about a lot of things that you and I talk about a lot, and with the show, you know, the, the whole thing about um, you know our little catchphrase of um no bugattis just baguettes i got it right right around this time um, well, done. well done sir <laughs> and, and byron talked a lot about caring about the things that you have yeah and, and do you know what sprung into my mind while he was talking about it Go on. Uh, some people think of this as the book some people think of it as the film but i thought american psycho I don't know it very well because it's a bit okay. scary and I hide behind cushions. That's true. Um, the book's quite hard going, but actually for a good reason. So th- they can't go through it all. They talk about it a little bit in the film, but basically in the book, the main character, all he cares about is stuff, literally stuff. So he'll go to someone's house and like this part of the reason why the book's quite hard to read is because you're you're getting what he's thinking and he's going oh the that gucci table over there well he could have gone for the more expensive option and you know that bookcase over there is very nice and you know there's this whole scene um in the film where he goes mental over the quality of the of someone's business cards yeah and and that really, it's. I really thought about that because we were talking about, well, especially you two, you were talking about the the gurus and all they care about is the money and the stuff and the, you know, owning the the expensive cars and the big houses and all the rest of it. And it's funny because that film's really old, but it touched on something that we're only really starting to realise as a society now very much the core of what our show is and we'll be talking about this a lot more next week um, next week next week big reveal next big week reveal next yeah. week yeah. and it's not just paul taking his hat off to see what's underneath i'm guessing mohawk anyway we um and there's our next outtake that i'm using yeah. in our marketing and that was um, a visual gag Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry about that, everyone on the podcast. Sorry. Oh, Sorry God. about all the main main bulk of the people who consume Newton's Nuggets, which is mostly on the podcast. Um, yeah. yeah. I yeah. You know, we talk. We were talking about uh, before the show started. Um, we talked about the fact that we've had people like Brad and Cross and uh, Chris Dawes and people like that talking very much about you know what is it you really want from life. And I think Byron has a really engaging way of talking about that. You know, what is success to you? Um, And that's very much the crux of what we're trying to talk about here as a show. We very much are interested in that, that side of things. You know, what to us, success is just feeling comfortable and being able to spend time with our family and being able to go, do you know what, today I'm going to go and spend time with with my wife and the dog and in Paul's case, his daughter and, you know, all of these sorts of things. It's very different to where it used to be. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of companies I'm seeing that are struggling because they've got such an old fashioned way of thinking about things that they're struggling to bring in the latest, the best talent because they've got these old fashioned ways of working. Um, and I think it's funny because I often see those people going, ah, millennials and Generation Z and all the rest of it. And I'm thinking, yeah, but also look at the number of people who are in their 40s and 50s who are wanting this lifestyle. You know, yeah. all these people that we're interviewing, they're not millennials. Yeah. Um, This is the way the world is going, I think. It's all about really being able to understand what it is important that's important to yourself and then work building your work life to suit that rather than your work being everything that is about you i think mate i 
there's, there's, uh, we haven't got long enough, but there's a story that I have in my head. I can't even remember where I heard it about rich guy goes on a fishing trip on his holiday and he's looking at this little fishing boat, young lad owns it, and he's paid him something to go out on this fishing boat for the day. Okay. And, and this big business guy goes, oh, you know what? I could teach you how to have a fleet of 10 of these. Then we could grow to a fleet of 20 and you'd be earning enough money off of them to do this, that, and the other. And you could manage it for so many years. And then at the end of that, you could retire and do whatever you want. And the young lad went, I just want to go out on my boat and do fishing. He, he had it right. You know, why worry about all the stresses of building something massive that he didn't care about? And then this guy is retired and spending his money on going out fishing. The lad's already there. <laughs> yeah. He's getting paid to do what he loves. Yeah. Um, such different attitudes. And I'll, I'll one day when we're having storytelling time on Newton's Nuggets, I'll do the story more justice. But it, that's, <laughs> that's exactly how I want to live my life. Yeah. I work to live. Uh, the other thing that I liked that Byron was talking about is that it's okay for some people to want all the millions. Yeah. You know, there are those people. But the key thing for me, the takeaway of that is what makes you happy and how you measure your own success has got nothing to do with anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, I look at people and go, oh, you know what, they're they're doing really well well done to them they are making you know they focus their life on doing this and they're making millions great i'm happy for them but that doesn't mean that i need to measure against those i those people i don't need to have the same goals yeah i i was chatting with a good buddy of mine um we socially distanced met up um uh, we needed to chat through a few things and he said that he had been having a chat with one of his business friends who he's known for a few years and always got on with, but he realized the guy needed to let off a bit of steam. And, and he found out that this guy has no relationship with his wife or his kids. He spent years building up money and money and money. Yeah. And he's looked around now and his kids are late teenagers. They don't even know him. And he's kind of come to the realization that they probably don't care about him. And his wife has hardly seen him for the last God knows how long. And and he's just kind of stood there going, well, we've got all this money, but those people that I was meant to be building this for aren't really here now. Um, and yeah, everyone's different. Everyone is different. And, and some are money motivated and some are motivated by uh, marshmallows. I... Chocolate chips. Chocolate chip, ch just chocolate chips or chocolate chip cookies? Chocolate chips that somebody delivers to you in a dodgy looking blue bag. Yeah. And that during, the, first, during the lockdown so that they can have some with some ice cream. That's what's important to me. Okay, so I got a dodgy consignment of chocolate chips. <laughs> I love that you've been in the need to explain this now. Yes, he's anyway. And I had, what did I have, four bags of them or something? And there was I don't no know. way that me and my three-person family was going to eat all these. So so I might have put what looked like a blue bag of drugs through Jesse's door. <laughs> there we go. It was chocolate chips. Anyone that was watching, it was chocolate chips. We're safe. It actually <laughs> was. I have photos to prove it. You, did. you, sent me one, you reminded me it was a year ago. The other day. I can't believe it was a year ago. That's crazy. And today, do you remember when I built the tables out of the pallets? Yeah. End picture came up today as one year ago. Wow. Mate, turning point. Um, right. Do you know what? Go have a look at Byron. Go have a look at his book. Go have a listen yes. to the guy. It's, the book was launched yesterday, I believe. Um, 30th yeah. of March, it should have gone out. So, ladies and gents, I know... I say the only things I really sell are our sponsors on this. But you know what? Go buy the book. Byron, thank you so much for taking a chance on coming on Newton's Nuggets. Mate, i got so much time for you. If you ever need my help, give me a shout. Uh, I notice you haven't mentioned the name of the book, Paul. You've got that handy, haven't you? No, I haven't. 
<laughs> I knew you didn't. It's the effective CEO. It's coming out on the 30th of March, and uh, which should be yesterday by the time this goes out. And and this is it. And we we actually time we pre-planned a show. <laughs> I know this <laughs> level of organisation is unheard of. We timed it to get it right and everything. Um, but yeah, go have a look. Anything else, Jesse, or should we go and you know see our families? Prepare yourself for next week's show. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, this has been a while in the making. Anybody who has been on this journey with us, this is super exciting. And if you're new here, you probably won't care, but it's still cool. Jesse, do you remember when we launched the book? The nerves around that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling that. Ah, I don't care. <laughs> well, that's my you job. You have zero to or less control over this happening. So, you know, it's yeah. fine. So on this one, you know the launch button is going to be pressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gents, thank you so much for coming and listening to Newton's Nuggets yet again. Um, next week, expect some changes. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Nothing.